how have you been? Good. Yeah? Oh, I mean, like this last week, it was fine. Everything was fine. But I felt like I was in the mood all week. I don't know what kind of mood. Hmm. Like me and the other girls I work with, we we're all kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like a weird week or something. Oh. Not well, bad, but just something different. off. Yeah. Interesting. Can't figure out what. Well, I guess it's a perfect thing that we're talking about astrology. I wonder if there's anything astrologically happening. <laughs> Maybe it's because the moon was hexed. <laughs> all right. Now we're all fucked. Right. Oh, my gosh. I could not believe that. Um, I mean, I know that it was just like this just dumb witch talk hoax thing. Oh, my God. But, man, I was seeing it everywhere on my feeds. Everywhere. It was it, just so idiotic. Uh, I feel like that's everything on there lately. None of our baby witches that listen, I hope, were doing that bullshit. But no. Because, like, why? Why would you? At some point, I, did, I don't know. Um, That would be kind of interesting to bring up to Jess. Like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel, Jess, about <laughs> the moon being hexed? I don't know even how uh, you could even do that. <laughs> it's honestly, I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's people who, like anyone on the internet, their life is maybe not the best. And so they're looking for a place where they can feel good. Mm -hmm. So they come to social media and then it becomes this whole little like world for them. Yeah, I it's like everything it honestly sound uh it so, feels like clickbait oh, to me. Yes. Like they just all decided to like make this mass hysteria clickbait. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty <sighs> crazy. So that was July. Um another crazy <laughs> month for the books in 2020. Yeah. So ready Next to receive um uh to welcome August in. I know. I, so in some ways I feel like August is already here since it's Leo season. <laughs> yeah it kind of feels that way doesn't it <laughs> yeah also just mention them like i'm so done with july that i'm like bring it on august what do you got for us maybe i the, know maybe the murder hornets will come back <laughs> <laughs> to, to bite us or something um yeah this week was um this week was last week was interesting i don't know well i mean there was a lot of good uh it was my bestie's birthday yeah on thursday um, which was great, and uh, she's a, a cusp Leo. Um, and last weekend we celebrated with a very like uh, COVID friendly little shindig. Um, mm -hmm. We have a friend whose um, parents um, have this really big property in Fairfield, so we got to just oh, all wow. go out and be. It was like all outdoors, so that we it was like all open air, and we like wore a mask and like socially distanced but it was just really fun to be together to to celebrate her so that was that was really great that sounds really nice yeah yeah so everyone wish marie with the good hair a happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm pretty excited for this episode um because it's gonna be a part two it's complementing our astrology for beginners part one that we had the week before. Um, and now we're continuing on getting into like way more nitty gritty stuff. Uh, we walked uh, people, if you listen to part one, um, we walk listeners through um, the different zodiac signs um, as well as like 
you know, the difference between your sun, moon, and rising, which we had a lot of our um, Instagram followers uh, kind of wondering what the difference was because they didn't know. So I put this thing out there, like, if you have any questions, um, you know, shoot, and then we'll bring it up in the podcast. And so that was one of them, as well as um, going through all the different planets and just the general history and meaning of astrology. Um, And now we're going to get more into um, birth charts and the elements and also um, the houses. That was another big question that we got mm-hmm. in our um, in our Instagram uh, questions thingy. Um, but yeah, so uh, at this point, this is above my pay grade, these questions. Um, so <laughs> I thought we would bring in an expert. Well, Really, this is um, Laura's connection. You brought in this uh, guest that we're going to have today. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, Jess is someone I met. I don't even know how many years ago was that. That was a while ago. And uh, one of my first introductions to her was, oh, she's really good at astrology. And... (laughs) (laughs) And so we started going over it and she blew my mind with how much knowledge she has when it comes to this. And just one look at my birth chart, she like, she knew me, like she totally understood me. And um, so when we started talking about astrology, the first person I thought of was Jess. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome, Jess. Thank you again. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for taking the time to record with us. yeah uh we're really excited to to have you um do you have like a like an instagram like profile do you have like a i don't know a thing that you'd like to plug like if you want people to follow you or something for your astrological wisdom (laughs) (laughs) um i have right now i have um tusmara astrea on instagram and maybe we can and somehow plug that into the like thing so people can just click on it oh yeah absolutely I'll add that to our episode notes okay because I know that Laura follows me on there so she has my info yeah and um yeah if people want you know to know more I'm always open for questions because I feel like this is such a vast subject and it can be a lot (laughs) it really it really is though um (laughs) I honestly, I did not understand how complex it was until I started getting into my craft. And one of the things that a lot of um, sources say and like for beginner witches and how, you know, to start off is like, just understand your birth chart. Mm -hmm. And that was like such a, um, a learning curve (laughs) for someone who like, only thought I was just like simply a Capricorn and that's really all there is right um and then you start learning about the different planets and just all the different facets of astrology it's really really complex um I wonder like just when you kind of started down your path in understanding astrology um so oddly enough I know this is hard to believe but I was a really hard child And my mom came to me with an astrology book that was like from the seventies or something. And she was like, this is why. (laughs) 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 Because both my parents are 
parents are astrologers so like it's sort of like a oh, family really? thing yeah it's really cool. oh I had no idea that's so cool yeah that's really cool because it's like wow. one of the things it's like learning a different language if you have people to communicate with it's going to be easier for you because then you can like you know put things on other people and go oh and so this and then they can go yeah I see it like this that's all that's really what astrology is it's really being able to use your intuition and how you communicate it to really figure out like where you stand in things it's really cool but my mom she like was like oh this and this and this and so I started looking all of those things up and it just started and this is when I was 15 years old and I'm 41 right now so this has been like a 26 year old journey into like discovering myself and also helping other wow. people to discover who they are so um it's quite a path it's really amazing and it's so complex and I just want to say that like it's really like it's different dimensions right because you mm -hmm. can get into one thing and mm -hmm. see one thing and then how that corresponds to another thing right and like so it's a divine blueprint of who we are and how complex we are and how unique we are and so it's just really a cool um thing to be learning about and i like commend everybody who's starting on this path because it's just amazing to want to know about yourself um yeah like totally. It, it totally is and also I love how you said that it is very much and I've, I've heard it said it in other ways but like that kind of like like our own divine like celestial thumbprint mm -hmm. that's really like yeah. unique yeah. to us yeah. unless there was you know I guess another baby born at the exact minute in the same city that you were born in but otherwise like you know even it's really unique because things change even minute to minute and that's a big important thing yeah. for your birth chart is yeah. knowing the time you were born, which unfortunately not everyone knows that, mm -hmm. but if you do, that's really powerful information. Yes. And okay. I like to say too, that like you're as you, right? Like you're going to reflect differently than somebody even born in your city at your same time, right? Like it's like, that's what makes astrology so cool is you can share so many things like people with Virgo ascendants are not going to use their Virgo ascendant the same way, right? It's so unique mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And like the, the the three, you know, like I just want to say, Maria, when I looked at your chart, I saw that you have a Capricorn sun, you have a lot of Capricorn and you have a Scorpio rising. My son has those same things, but he's going to display those differently than you are. Right. And because mm -hmm. that's how, yeah. you know, as we grow, as we have our families and all these external things happening, those things are going to reflect how we do things, but they're going to be unique to each individual person so i guess um you know uh i won't say we i will say laura drafted up our like outline oops our outline <laughs> of notes um of kind of like what we'll go through and i think laura you thought maybe mm -hmm. it'd be a good idea like after we go through each kind of section for um you just to kind of like take it away and give like one example okay of well I actually, I was thinking just because of how complex it is, mm -hmm. I was thinking like, you know, we can go over the houses, but then maybe have her go over our charts Oh yeah, and kind of bring, kind of, I don't know, kind yeah. of help bring that all together. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it'd be, 
yeah, I think it'd be good for, you know, like to use our birth charts as examples ish, like how just like all those different yeah. elements can come together of what people they, learned in part one and what they will continue to learn here in part two. Right. Because like just was saying, like, it's so complex yes. that like, I guess giving one example per like house or something is a little like it's, it's such a small teeny tiny piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going to say that, like, I don't, when I read people's charts, like, we don't get through all of it in one. It's so, there's so much to it. It's a really vast thing. So, like, you know, um, when Laura was texting me, she was saying, oh, and then we can go through, like, all that. It would take forever to go, well, Gemini in the first house, Gemini in the second house. Like, it's just that way. And it's good. And it's, and I mean, I know it's like overwhelming, but it's actually good because this gives you so much to work with in the future when you start to really dive into it and start to see it. But I just want to stress that using your intuition is key in all of this, right? Like you can, you look at the things and then you see it and then you use your intuition to put it all together. And that's really, really right. key. So. I like that. I think. I think it's another a big reason why astrology is such a like for for beginners no matter what you're getting into um it just kind of helps to focus everything mm -hmm. yeah yeah beginning of your knowledge <laughs> so yeah so do you want to get into the elements do you know do you want to start there yeah yeah we can start there okay. just because I know we we mentioned them when we talked about the signs, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't really get into it, yeah. like what that really means. So I figured, you know, at least a little bit, just so people have somewhat of an idea, mm -hmm. get a taste and then like do do more research yourself. We're just here to like wet your guys's palate. And if you find something that you're really intrigued about and then you don't, we don't, you know, um, I guess, elaborate on it in depth like you yeah. want. Google it, girl, or boy, or yes. person. Just <laughs> we're like the or or, the... or maybe even reach out to to Jess. Yeah, Pinterest, yeah. Pinterest is huge. Like I just so I could keep it more succinct. I like got a bunch of stuff from Pinterest. You know, to um, oh because it's just such mm -hmm. a great resource and it gives you stuff in a way that you can kind of view it and you can just like take responsibility for what you want to know about. So Pinterest is really yeah. great for um, all kinds of stuff. Like you can get stuff on what the planets mean. You can get stuff on like the different signs. You can get stuff on the houses. There's so much information out there. And I, I just love Pinterest for all sorts of research. Pinterest is like a really, really great source. And for, I mean, <clears throat> me as a designer, I love like the visual element of it, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> but I do that same thing for like my cardamancy stuff. So like for when I was starting out with tarot, I definitely use Pinterest as one of my sources for learning. Mm -hmm. um, and then so I'm like, and then being like, you know, the organizational person I am like, okay, so I'm going to make in mm -hmm. this board, I'm going to make a section for um wands and this and that and this section is for different spreads <laughs> um, so i mean it depends that's what i love about it <laughs> yeah when they introduce that you can <laughs> section within your board oh my gosh yeah. you don't even want to know what my home decor board looks like <laughs> it's a bottomless pit <laughs> oh man i like that 
<laughs> yeah, we can do a whole thing on tarot. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing. If you want to know anything tarot, Jess knows it amazing. all. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe let's actually <laughs> let's actually get into the episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we touched on the elements, but we didn't get we didn't really describe them at all. So there are four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. And within each element, there are three signs. But even then, the element, it's kind of like a spectrum. Um, so within fire, let's say, there's Aries, uh, Leo, and Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. They aren't all equal in their description. So, for example, fire is, they're active and passionate, hot rash, expressive, action-oriented, but Aries isn't going to be like a Leo mm -hmm. in those same ways. So that's where I, that's what I mean by like a spectrum. Um, the first element, the first of an element will be more, mm, I don't want to say immature in their qualities, but kind of, Well, but they're also, can I just say what would well, you I would just want to say that, like, all the signs build upon each other, right? So, like, when you go right. from Aries, that's the beginning, right? That's the seed that's being planted. Then you get yeah. to Pisces, and that's total oneness, right? And, like, there's different levels of each sign. So, like, when you're beginning, right? And so, because Aries is the beginning, and that's a fire sign, that's sort of, like, your new, you know, like I said, the seed. It's, like, where... Mm -hmm. things start to like take shape right it's a very creative mm -hmm. part and it's also a um um a cardinal sign right so it's like it has that ability to ground something and bring it up where if it's mutable it's a little bit more like oh i don't know and it and it takes a minute to really solidify does that make sense yes and we are after the elements we're going to go over like cardinal mutable and whatnot. But I want to um, say that that's what separates the signs, right? In 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 a specific yeah. like fire, air, earth, water, right? Is the cardinal fixed and mutable part, right? That's what makes them different from each other. Yes. Because there's not the same right. one. There's not going to be one that's mutable and water. There's only one of those. So that's what makes them all different. Right. But I think it would be fun for people, you know, if you're looking at your chart and you're looking at one sign, look at what element mm -hmm. it is and then what its quality right. is. Mm -hmm. That helps you understand a little bit more. So what I did was I kind of broke down each sign as like a, like a little analogy um, to kind of understand what that means. So for Aries as a fire sign, I put it, I wrote bonfire. You know, you can create it. It's a mm -hmm. fire and it has all of its good qualities. Um, but you have to keep an mm -hmm. eye on it. Uh, Leo would be like a structure fire. Like, all right, something got a little out of hand, but <laughs> you can still handle it. <laughs> and a Sagittarius as a wildfire. They are in their element. They're, they're a yeah. fire. Um, and each element is also associated with a season, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool in fire summer. Right. I don't know a fire summer or a fire element sign that uh, doesn't love mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Earth, Earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. 
They are steadfast, practical, cautious, receptive, and sensually oriented. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and for their examples, I put Taurus as your standard tree. They're a tree. They're beautiful. You can plant them. You can grow them. If you need to move them, you know, kind of a hassle, but no big deal. Um, Virgo, I put an oak tree. They're, they're there, and they're going to be there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And a Capricorn, I put a redwood tree. You just don't, you know, you're not going to move them. Nope. They're there. We're here to stay. <laughs> Love it. And then <laughs> they're associated with autumn, mm -hmm. which I fucking love autumn. Fall, yes. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the best. Um, air signs. Oh, did you? Oh, I was going to say, um, do we, do we want to talk about their um, uh, suit associations in oh, Tara? Yes. Yeah. Let me go back. Fire is associated with wands, mm -hmm. for anyone who didn't know. Earth is associated with pentacles. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't done air yet, so I'll make sure to say that for this one. Air signs are intellectual, communicative, expressive, intellectually oriented. Mm. I repeated that. No big deal. Also, they're it's intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear they're intellectual. Super intellectual. <laughs> hey, I'm to really drive that home. <laughs> it's not my strongest element. So, you know. Anyway. <laughs> they are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And my examples for them are Gemini would be your standard windy day. It might be a little blustery. It might be just a little bit. You never really know what you're going to get, but it's wind. Libra is kind of like a tornado. Again, like it's, you're going to get some big gusts of wind, but it may be short term, maybe long term. And then Aquarius, they're a hurricane. And they come in, they come in. I'm dating an Aquarius. He's a hurricane. <laughs> well, they are connected with Uranus. So, you know, it's just like, poof. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they're associated with spring and sort. Mm-hmm. Water, water signs, you guys, you're emotional, intuitive, responsive, receptive, and you're emotionally oriented because you're emotional. Um, <laughs> that would be Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So I didn't get too far into examples for them, but I put Cancer would be like a lake, Scorpio more like a, a river, and Pisces like a choppy ocean. I like that. It's like a lake. It's still a body of water, but it's like contained. It doesn't move. River is your it's more dynamic water. And then yep. well, and it, ocean. It can connect. Ocean is the, the ocean. And ocean. <laughs> Vast. Um, and they're associated with winter and mm -hmm. cups. Excellent. So that's the element. Definitely look into it more, mm -hmm. but that's just kind of a very basic description. So yeah, so now that we've like broken down the elements and then we were talking about like the quality of a sign and we mentioned mm -hmm. cardable cardable oh my gosh cardinal <laughs> mutable and then the third one is fixed and a lot of people <laughs> wonder what the heck those mean um i think cardinal signs are most commonly heard of um but i don't think a lot of like beginners totally understand that all these uh these three different qualities um and what even 
What does a cardinal sign even mean? What is a fixed sign? What is a mutable sign? So the cardinal signs um, are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So these signs start every season. So Aries kicks off spring. Cancer starts summer. Libra begins fall. And Capricorn is like the first sign of uh, winter. Mm Mm-hmm. So thus they are like the leaders and like the idea people of the Zodiac. Um, And these signs prize originality and they really like to be the first in everything they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you guys do. I I cannot (laughs) tell you how many times I've like, I'm not proud of this, but I like quit something because I'm not good at it right away. (laughs) I get very frustrated. Um, But anyways. I do that too. I do that too, but I'm not those... And I probably have that something of those yeah, signs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the cardinal signs, they're like, they're really, they're trendsetters. They're trend spotters. They're the ones who get the party started and the crowd hyped. Um, and you can count on them to initiate a winning idea or plan. So they're really just like, like leaders kind of like charging ahead. Um, and so now the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So these signs fall in the middle of every season. So they're like the stabilizers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who set up like a solid goal or foundation, and then they start building. Um, so fixed signs can take the enthusiastic ideas that cardinal signs have and then craft them into something real. So they pick up the ball when the cardinal sign passes it, and they run the distance to the goal. Um, so fixed signs are really trustworthy types. And who really like to-do lists and fancy titles. Um, pretty much, like, if you're, we're going to look at the relationship and the difference between cardinal and unfixed, the cardinal sign says, let's go on vacation. And then the fixed sign will call the travel agency, book the tickets and the hotel, and then send everyone a list of what to pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so that's fixed. And then the last and third... are the mutable signs and these are gemini virgo sagittarius and pisces uh these signs um and they're like the end of every season so cardinal beginning um fixed right in the thick of things in the season and now they're kind of like the capstone um mutable signs are the capstone to the seasons um and they've learned the hard lessons taught by these four different um, seasons, they know that all good things come to an end and their role is to prepare everyone for the changing of the seasons. Uh, mutable signs are the adapters of the Zodiac because of this. They're a little bit kind of like old soul, wiser, um, more flexible and comfortable with change than other signs. And they can kind of chameleon themselves uh, to fit into a variety of situations. Mutables are also the editors of the Zodiac, the ones who complete the package with a winning touch. Um, A plan can be sparked by a cardinal sign, built by a fixed sign, but then perfected with the critical eye of a mutable sign. Awesome. So we're like editors. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. All my three main signs are mutable, so I totally... (laughs) totally love that you know what mine too i'm the virgo virgo sun and rising obviously and then gemini 
moon. I'm very yeah, me too. I have a Pisces rising, but we have very similar signs, Laura. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I have a lot of cardinal and fixed. I think. Oh, I know. My rising is a fixed. <laughs> That's why you're a designer. <laughs> no, I I love it. Jason <laughs> has very similar. He has a lot of stuff in Capricorn too, so I kind of get the energy. Like you have fun in common with him. I'm telling you. It's so oh, fun. cool. <laughs> Phoenix is the yeah, coolest. Yeah, he is. He's uh, really special. His name is Phoenix? He, uh, yes. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> that name. How how old is he? Seven. He's, oh my God, cutie. Kids. That's really cute. Kids. Are you like teaching him all the ropes on your like astrology stuff? Is he kind of like understanding his different qualities? Um. So it's like, believe me, I would, he is going that route. Right now, he's more into my crystals and stuff like that. And like taking my, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm really into like ancient Egypt, taking my ancient Egypt mm. artifacts, like my pyramids and stuff. And then like, he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to like, you know, be like me. It's very cool. It's That's so, that's so, that's cute. so cute. My daughter's 20 and she's more into learning astrology and tarot. So I'm working with her. Up. Oh, big age gap. That's yeah, I know. Wow. I, I get that. My little sister, we're 11 years apart. Not as big of an age gap, but it's still yeah significant. Um, it's almost the same. I bet. It's a cool age gap, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, um, yeah. Both my children were born near the dragon. So. <gasps> hey. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what year yeah. mine was. Or In 92. Monkey. Yeah. I can look it up for you. I don't know all the feeling. I have a feeling it's monkey, but I'm not quite sure. I'm a rabbit. I'm a goat. Ooh. So. Okay. Look. Goat? Yes. Year 1992. I love the internet. What would we do without it? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And a scary You're a thing. monkey. I know ah, so I knew many it. monkeys in my life. You are a monkey. <laughs> my brother, my mom, and dad are both all monkeys. And my husband. So, like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I totally like it. That's, really That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So now that we've gone through the quality of the signs and what those three cardinal, <laughs> fixed, and mutable mean, we're going to go into one of the most asked questions that we got, which was, what the heck are the houses and what do they mean? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So we'll move into houses now. Do you want me to go over that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... I'm just gonna read off of what I printed out, but I just wanna say mm -hmm. that the houses all build on each other. So like um, the right. first one is like self, appearance, beginning, the body, impressions, attitudes, identity, and approach to life, right? So that's your first house. That's mm -hmm. like the main, like who you are, I guess. It starts off with your ascendant, which is like, like how ego. other people see you. And it goes into this mm -hmm. first house, which is all about you, right? And then the second house is money, work, income, daily routines, values, material possessions, priorities, habits, your job, and work ethic, right? And that's mm -hmm. ruled by Taurus. And then the third- What was the first house oh, ruled by? Aries. Aries. Okay. The beginning of everything. Yes. She always kicks things off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third house is the mind, thinking, communication, siblings, social activity, interests, neighbors, and early education, and it is ruled by Gemini. Um, the fourth oh. house is home, roots, 
family, self-care, emotions, foundation, mother, children, women, and feminine, femininity. I can never say this, sorry. Femininity. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruled by cancer. Yes. Um, uh, the fifth house is romance, love, affairs, play, creativity, fertility, childlike spirit, joy, self-expression, and drama. And it's ruled by Leo. Ooh. Obviously. <laughs> and then the sixth house is health, fitness, systems, analytical nature, pets, work habits, organization, sense of usefulness, and service given. And it's ruled by Virgo. Seventh house is relationships, marriage, contracts, business partners, equality, sharing, interpersonal style. It's ruled by Libra. The eighth house is merging, sex, intimacy, shared finances, inheritance, taxes, loans, assets, property, joint ventures, goals, mysteries, partners, resources. And it's ruled by Scorpio. The ninth house is travel, wisdom, philosophy, higher education, law and religion, cross-cultural relations, learning, ethics, and it's ruled by Sagittarius. The 10th house is career, long-term goals, structure, status, reputation, public images, masculinity, men, fathers, experts, fame, and it's ruled by Capricorn. Um, the 11th house <laughs> is groups, friends, social awareness, humanitarianism, uh, technology, hopes, wishes, the future, and it's ruled by Aquarius. And lastly is the 12th house, endings, healings, closure, spirituality, solitude, karma, old age, afterlife, what's hidden, limiting beliefs, and subconscious. And it's ruled by Pisces. That is the 12 houses. Um, so how, Jess, how would you describe for someone who is like a beginning astrology and they're like, whoa, like what are the, these houses? How do they even play into astrology? Like how would you explain how the houses influence you? So like they're a map, right? Like they're giving you an overview of like pretty much the human experience, right? And like when you have a planet or something in a house, it makes it a like, like it highlights it, right? And it gives you sort of a lesson or something to guide by. It's something that either you're dealing with or like um, a reflex that you have when dealing with life, right? Or it's giving mm -hmm. you, so like if I have a lot of second house planets, which I do, that means like, you know, possessions are important and I like to surround myself with beautiful things because Venus is in there or I get like really possessive of things because Mars is in there. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. it gives you this thing when you don't have something in a house. It's not that it doesn't exist. It just means that it's not as um, I don't want to say prominent because that's not true, but it's not it doesn't have that energy in it. So mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. So then would you say, so you said like, you know, if I have this planet in this house, um, would you say for someone who's like looking up at the sky, say they can go back in time and look at the sky and how it looked like when they were born, are the houses then like zones of the sky, like parceled out? Is that how it works? Like, and I'm wondering, Maria, if this maybe is also what you meant. Like, like I have that app, um, what's it called? Like Starwalk or something where you can open it and you, you aim it up into the sky and you can see like what constellations are above you at that moment and you can see what planets are there. When you are 
born, like if you have that up and if you looked up, would that mean like, oh, I see Aries is like kind of in front of, um, say like the Gemini constellation. Is that kind of how that gets figured out for your chart? Well, I want to just say that, let me see if I can explain this because like what, a, the way that the astrology works is like, it's earth centric right so it's not going to look like how you would see it from the sun which is what i think you guys are saying right that's where like mars is in this place when you're looking at it from the earth you're looking at it from a slightly different angle does that make sense like they have helium. so if i were like it, so is it if like wherever i'm standing and like my place of birth how the sky yes. looked like from that location exactly and it's right. those sections of the sky from that perspective from that point of view right. are the houses exactly got it okay that okay. makes sense for me now yeah yeah cool <laughs> it's all coming together because i know that like you know there's a lot of um you know I, I, this astrology is like very intuitive um it's definitely a very complex form of like divination and um it's used now in the last like few hundred years it's been used uh primarily for you know like the, this kind of mystical practice you know right. it's, it's out, that's what it serves for um but it was what was astronomy before astronomy became astronomy right like it's it has its roots in the actual physical movements and just like the interpretation of how that affects us here on earth. Mm -hmm. So I was always wondering, I'm like, what are the houses like physically? Like I always like, I felt like those were always like that disconnect. Oh of, yeah. Like where are these, where are the houses? Like, is it not, if it's not a planet and that makes much more sense to me, it's like the different zones. That's how I call it. Like different zones, I guess, like different sectioned off parcels of the sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like that that's pretty accurate because of the fact that the houses are ruled by the signs, right? And like how you're mm -hmm, looking right. at it, you're looking at it as like a circle and like where things are. Do we want to move into now <clears throat> our birth charts? Sure. Now, would it be easier, Justice, I'm asking, um, <clears throat> to go over charts or because we I know there were some people that asked about things like stelliums. Mm -hmm and whatnot, would it be helpful to go over what those are beforehand? Or do you think that that can kind of come up organically as you're talking about? Well, see, charts? here's the thing about the charts is it's just, it's a lot. I actually would love to just right. do readings for you guys individually. And then, um, at, and then that way you can maybe relay back to everybody at some point if you wanted to do that. Um, because like how I read charts is, is going to be like, I, I tend to go all over the place because that's what my intuition tells me. And I don't think that's going to mm -hmm. be good for beginners to see if that makes sense. Right. Cause you know how I read charts, Laura, like I'm going to look for the things that I think you should know about and like, not just do right. like your basic three things, which is, I think what mm -hmm. you got, I mean, cause like if we go into all the planets, this could take hours. Right. And like you have um you know lines you've got all of these other things and how the planets are aspecting each other and stuff so i, I think you guys want to keep it more on the basic side so it might be good to mm -hmm. just go through the yeah. questions just for the sake of time but i'm more yeah. than willing yeah. and happy to like actually meet with you guys and read your charts that'd be really fun yeah so yeah so then Super let's fun. go through 
um, I know we have listed um, some topics that we wanted um, you to kind of expand on. Um, yeah, just to maybe explain what they are and how, what it looks like in a chart. Okay, so you want me to say what a stellium is? Yeah. All right. What's a stellium? <laughs> this is Maria's chart. I don't know. Can you guys Ooh, see this? That's me. <laughs> this is a stellium. Do you see how close all those planets are together? Those are conjunctions. Mm -hmm. And um, a stellum is a concentrated area in that house. In your case, Maria, it's in the third house. So communication is a really big thing for you. Also, uh, so it's a cluster. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens when you have a stellum is that these planets trigger each other all the time. So when something mm -hmm. like another planet, which one day we should really do uh, transit, <laughs> I'm I'm told, well because that's oh where, that's a whole nother yeah, thing whole yeah nother thing and I'm not trying to get into that but what I want to say is that when a planet is traveling the zodiac and it's triggering these stellums all the planets are sort of triggering each other and so that's going to bring out life events in that house like communication stuff right so like mm. it can be good if it's a trine yeah. or you know another conjunction or a sextile like you can be very communicative you're really putting your thoughts and ideas out there people are really receptive or if it's like a harder thing then it's like you're balancing with other people you're having like communication difficulties things are triggering you so that's kind of what that looks like and so when you have a stellum it's actually i think of them as really good things because it's showing you that you so for instance like for me i have stuff all over the zodiac like my chart looks like a splatter mm -hmm. right so like that's a lot of different energy I have to work with. When you have a lot of planets mm -hmm. in one area, you have a concentrated effort in that. So you don't, you're not spread out all over the place. I mean, you can still have planets in other places, but mostly right. your life path, your goal for this lifetime is gonna be really concentrated in that particular house. Does that make Aww. sense? Yes. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Now I wanna know what, I think I have one in the first house. Let me see. Yeah, <laughs> you have Laura. I just want to tell you, you have the sun conjunct the ascendant. That is like so intense. I love it. Okay, so wait, what is a conjunction? A conjunction is like think of it as like a trigger, right? Like these planets are together. They influence each other, right? So like mm -hmm. for for a lot of people actually because mar or mercury doesn't travel too far from the sun a lot of people have mercury sun conjunctions which means like your communication like i know for me like it can be so intense sometimes like i will clue into somebody and if we're you can even ask laura we will have like a six hour conversation <laughs> and it'll just be all of this stuff and all of these ideas and it's really awesome but that's because i have mercury conjunct the sun which means i can take ideas and explode them right those two planets mm -hmm. together are really like um they're really complementary right so uh i also have venus and mars conjunct which is like two opposite energies <laughs> kind of battling battling what is it Texas, you know what does that look like on a chart when you see like a conjunction what? it's gonna be there so it's really hard to tell on these charts because sometimes because they're so big the symbols um they could yeah. actually be farther apart but really what you want to judge by most um uh the 
planets when they're in alignment is you want them to be about six degrees apart from each other. So as close as. Okay, so like super. Right, they gotta be really close. And oh, on, on okay. most um, astrology software, they'll, they'll decide whether something is, you know, an aspect close enough. to another thing. Like, Cause you'll see a line or they'll be like really close together. But yeah, I would do like six mm -hmm. degrees um, okay. at the most. Cause like after that, it's sort of going away and then the energy isn't as strong. Does that make sense? So the closer they are, the stronger. And then there's okay. a thing where, um, you'll take like, a like a, um, slower moving planet versus a faster moving planet. And if it's coming towards it, that's a real strength. But if it's moving away, it's sort of moving away from the strength. I've heard other like <clears throat> astrologers like on Instagram or something kind of mention that. And I think again, other people are like, wait, what, what does that mean? But that makes yes. sense. The coming right. and going. So like if it's like, if it's a faster moving planet and it's moving towards, right. If it's a slower, oh, slower moving planets, you know, they're going to be there for a while. Right. So like, you always want to see like, what is happening in this? Right. So if I'm looking at Mercury, Mercury yeah. moves really fast. And if it's moving towards something, there's a lot of strength there, but if it's going mm -hmm. in the other direction, then it's just, it's moving past that energy. I got some of it before, but I'm getting it more. And then, so are like squares and <clears throat> trines, 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 how do you say it? Trines. Are those like the shapes that you see on your birth chart? Yeah. Or... So they're basically like the degrees they are apart, right? So mm -hmm. um, let's start with conjunctions. Like I said, they're about one to, or I mean, zero to six degrees apart. Squares are mm -hmm. 90 degrees. Um, oppositions are 180 degrees. Trines are um, 120 degrees, and sextiles are 60 degrees. Is that right? oh? And so, like, yeah, that's the, like the simplest way I've geometry. ever heard it. I love it. It, <laughs> it is <It's> geometry. <laughs> so then, I want to ask real quick between like squares and trines. Is it that you want to see more trine? Like, what does this trine mean? And what does a square mean? So a trine is an easy flowing energy between two planets. You know, it's just, okay. it's, it's a beneficial aspect. It really depends on the planets too. Like for instance, Jupiter, um, what it, it doesn't really have that many bad aspects. Like it's one of those planets that like is pretty good. So even it's squares or oppositions are actually known as like not that bad. Right where Pluto is going to be like a lot harder to deal with a square or an opposite, even a trine would be harder. Does that make sense? So like, it just really depends on the planets, but mostly for the inner planets, okay. the, um, the like, like Mar or Mercury, um, Venus, Mars, um, and, uh, Jupiter, like trines are really good. But when you get the outer planets, you get some iffy stuff going on because sometimes what's best for us or what's actually good is going to have harsher consequences right like we don't see it as being good right. but like in the long run it's going to be good so that's kind of how the planets give us our life lessons like even if you feel like 
oh, I have um, Pluto training all this stuff. And you're like, this is going to be easy, but it's not actually easy, but it is setting you up right. for something that's going to be beneficial. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and squares are more like stressors, right? Like they're more conflict oriented. Like if you've got like stuff going on with somebody, like a conflict with somebody, you'll look in your chart and you could see like a couple of squares or it's just like really trying to, um, two planets that just are, they're in signs that don't really see eye to eye. So, mm. so what happens if you have a lot of squares? Well, I just want to say too that, you know, you can have a lot of trines and like I was telling you yesterday, right? You can have a lot of like blue lines in your planet, but you have nothing to make you get up and go, right? You're just like, everything is easy. Uh, yeah. I don't need to do anything. My life is pretty much taken care of, you know, when you have a lot of yeah. red lines, that means you've gone through a lot of stuff, but it also means that you're probably okay. set up better in some ways to deal with harder aspects later in life makes you more resilient it does I bet. yeah 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 so i i mean when people look at their chart and they're like oh my god i have so many red lines it's like but that's the thing that's getting you to like overcome like for instance for me like i put myself through school at 30 you know and i hadn't even passed mm -hmm. high school and i went and i just like made it happen and i never gave up and i just have i have a lot of red lines right so that those are things that yeah. makes me successful and it makes me not want to give up and it makes me do things that like other people wouldn't even try you know because I've already right. been through so much hard stuff so it's all relative yeah. there's no like better work right <laughs> it's all on how you look at it I see what other questions we have I see one come up um like compatibility like which sign which signs to consider elemental influence etc Right. So like friendship versus like relationship, what do you want to look at? Like not even necessarily birth chart, even like, obviously I'm sure like you want to know their birth chart. I asked for grams when we first yeah. met, I'm going to read your birth chart, <laughs> sir. <laughs> also. Hi, I'm Laura. <laughs> <laughs> like what signs are important when you're looking at, I mean, if, if like people know their sun sign they want to look for like the same element so like capricorn's gonna get along really well with tauruses and virgos right air signs same thing but there's three signs to really consider there's so many factors it's i i like it's funny to me when people like judge people right off the bat like oh i don't like gemini's and i mean you might have a lot of bad experiences with gemini's but there also is other factors which kind of leans into that not necessarily right one. so like mm -hmm. I, I mean it's i never say like oh yeah you should totally just go with one thing i mean obviously you should look for people that like you have stuff in common with and you might notice that it's one sign but there's you know your moon sign to consider and your rising sign too that's all going to be really important and i'll just give you an example right. like my husband's a virgo gemini's and virgos are not supposed to be compatible but i have a virgo moon so you see like those two things are really important and like we are super compatible because of that even though like right. if you looked at it it says that gemini's are flighty and virgos are stuck in the mud no offense laura <laughs> um no i can very much get stuck in the mud <laughs> <laughs> but i just think cool it 
it's, you know, you should go like with your instincts, like see who you resonate right. with and then look in your chart to see like, maybe, you know, you can see why, like for, um, you know, and that's friend wise too. Like some people will blow your mind. Like you might think, oh, I don't like Scorpios, but then you'll meet somebody who has a similar ascendant than you. And then like, that's going to transform everything. When, when you're looking for a relationship, same thing, you know, like you might think, oh, I don't really like Leos, but then that person's Venus is conjunct your Mars. And it's like, that's why there's such a fire and there's so much compatibility between you. So really you do just want to see them. Exactly. <laughs> Before you decide. As much as you. Can. And also use your intuition. Like, does this person have a lot of red flags? Right. I mean, you know, like. <laughs> also, do you just even like them? <laughs> exactly. But if you're drawn to somebody, yeah. you get their chart and you can see things that like, you know, you wouldn't normally see, right? Like things that like, right. that you have in common. Like if you have moon sign and like that person has a Scorpio and you have a Pisces, like that's going to be a connection, right? Because you emotionally understand each other. Um, you can, you can really look and, right. and see how they handle things. And like, there's a compatible way that you guys deal with your emotions, which is really cool. Right. Oh, I'm going to do Gavin's birth chart now. Absolutely. <laughs> <Let's> see. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think that's, that's really good advice, you know? Like, it's just yeah. as complex as astrology is like, it's like people are so complex, you know? Right. Um, And I think it's also really important to, I know it's kind of fun, like on social media, mm -hmm. if like you jump on a bandwagon of like, oh, can't stand Scorpios. Um, right. But, <laughs> but really like take into consideration just how complex somebody can be outside of just their sun sign. And that's yeah. just one tiny element. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Gemini, and Geminis have such a bad rap. But anybody who knows me, dude, you guys get the worst. I, I don't get it. I love Geminis, mm. and I do too. Well, like, and the thing is, is like, there's all this stuff because Geminis are so expansive, and we can see multiple sides of a situation. But I also have a Pisces rising, so like, there's a lot of depth and a lot of understanding that I have towards people and a lot of support that I give that you wouldn't necessarily see just looking at that one aspect. And also right. like, I never, I mean, even like there are signs that I don't particularly get along with, but I would never not be friends with somebody or judge them based on one factor. It, it really has to do with yeah. who they are because some people can transcend some of the hardships in their chart. I really see a strong as being right. multidimensional and seeing that people are capable and able of like making the best of what they have it's amazing what people can do so like one factor or one thing is really it's not saying anything about the person you know right and i guess like people can lean into one part of their birth chart depending on what situation they're in right you know because i feel like for me i put astrology aside for so long because I didn't like how it was putting me into like such a finite box mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. I didn't know that there was more than just the sun sign. Right. right? And I, and I'm like, I can kind of see Capricorn in me, but like, I'm not like that all the time. It's right. like very specific situations yeah. that I would see that like, you know, little paragraph blurb when describing a Capricorn. Um, and so, you know, 
I'm sure that people just like lean into their different qualities Mm -hmm. more at other times, just given a situation or where they're at in their life. You have like, so I just, can I just say too, that there's so many charts, right? Like your, your natal chart is just the chart that you were, when you were born, it's a picture of the sky when you were born, right? And then there are charts, like there's progressive charts, which shows like where you're at in life and like all of the things that you're dealing with right right now. You have a solar return chart, which is a chart that says like what you're going through in the year. So this is only just one small factor in the amazing thing. And this is what makes astrology so great is that there are multiple things, right? That factor. So like what the progressive chart really means is like, what are you currently doing? If the sun moves one degree um, for every year, right? So like right now, I was born a Gemini, but my progressive sign is a cancer. So that all of the cancer is like what I'm displaying now. Those are the life lessons that I'm learning. And that it can be said for all of the planets in your chart. Um, Jess, you just blew my mind. Um, <laughs> I did not know that there was more than just the natal chart. Mm-hmm. I just questioning remember now. <laughs> that. Because I were like, um, so when I first was introduced to all of this by Jess, um, she told me about a website, astro.com. And I do remember now that you can go in and change your chart type. And I'm looking at it and it's, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. There are a lot of different kinds and then you can include other people. I can't even find some of those ones online to even look at it. It's so like, that's the thing about astrology and that's why it's so important to read multiple perspectives on it and use your intuition because you do have to, um, if you want to know something like in like compatibility charts, there's so many different kinds that if you can just get the basics down and go and like read like, okay, this is what this chart is telling me. It will tell you so much, right? It's like, it's it's great. Like you can do synchronicity charts where you have somebody's chart on top of your chart and says your compatibility. You can merge the two charts. Um, it's just, it's, it's, I know it's a lot. I'm like really bringing a lot into it, but no, but it's, it's exciting to like, know just like how, just the different uses that you can use past just when you were born, um, how you can integrate astrology. I mean, and also, you know, I also have a question too, that, um, uh, was a question that actually came up and, um, it was what retrograde means because everyone says talks about mercury in retrograde and like in june like everything was in retrograde and everyone connotates that to being something bad but um this uh asker i don't know asky person who's asking the question (laughs) (laughs) this person like she uh she didn't understand like how do you know something's in retrograde Like, what does that mean astrologically? So if you go in and get like, so I just want to show Laura's chart real quick. Okay. I know you guys can't see this. My, I have a black and white printer, but so on the outside (laughs) is where the transits are for the signs. Um, but most of the time, like if you get a list of like where things are currently, I know on Astrodeans, the website that Laura was talking about, they have listed on there where the planets currently are 
you'll see a little R next to the planet when it's in retrograde. And the outer planets okay. retrograde oh, really? six months out of the year. They're all, you know, they retrograde a lot. So like retrograde is something we've all experienced our whole, our whole lives. It, Mercury is probably the most famous because it's an inner planet and it really affects us. That's when we notice like a lot of stuff breaks down, like communication, your laptop won't work. They tell you not to buy stuff during that time or not to make big decisions. Um, is that happening no. right now? And just it just actually went out of retrograde. I think uh, I want to say on the it was like a couple weeks. Ago. Yeah, right. It was like a, a very very recent. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see a planet with a little R. Yeah, that's to retrograde. And in like June, there was like five different planets in retrograde or something at one point. Right. Um, which a lot of people were like talking about, like all this rebellion and just like the social climate of the world. Um, just like kind of right. saying that like. That was influencing that a lot. Like, that's not the sole reason, I don't think. But it was a major influence, I think, for the... Right. Just all that turbulence we've been having. It's a time to go in in and reflect, right? Anything that starts with re is really much a retrograde, right? Like, reintegrate, rethink, redo, right? All of those things are retrograde. And it's more of, like, hibernation time, if you kind of think about the bear and, like, how it goes in hibernates for six months out of the year that's sort of what it's saying like it brings up stuff that either we didn't learn and we need to relearn or it's it's getting us to see things from a different perspective right so like it's not I don't it's not a bad thing but when you have a lot of planets in retrograde and then you have this eclipse stuff going on which was also happening at that time and we have a lot of like mm -hmm. outer planets like um Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter are all conjunct in Capricorn. That's all energy that's really magnified off of each other, right? So like we're, I mean, if you look at what's going on politically and in the climate of the United States, like all stuff, all of these things that we have believed and all these beliefs are being sort of put in our face. Like, like that's, that, mm -hmm. that's not a thing. Like, why are we, you know, thinking that we don't have to listen to other people or why are we so aware of what our politicians are doing? And that's all because of the things that have just happened, right? And so that's why like it feels really intense. Retrogrades happen all the time and we don't notice them until there are all these other things. And that's the thing about astrology is like, things are gonna be more prominent and intense when there's other things aspecting it and happening at the same time. Mm, when there's just like a lot of celestial mm -hmm. activity going on yeah which mm -hmm. i feel like june was all about that oh <laughs> yeah the, the, it was like silly with celestial occurrences that one of the eclipses <laughs> happened right on my birthday so i know all about really yeah my birthday well it's like it was like the next day my birthday is the fourth of june and it was on the fifth but still that energy so a lot of people right. had different aspects with one of those eclipses and that really just brought up a lot of like emotional stuff but i have to say that at that time i was really learning um not to like take so much on like we, we spend all this time like absorbing everything that's happening and the universe has really helped me through this year and through all of these planetary aspects to really not take all of that on and to kind of look at it in a way that I can say, like, I don't agree with this, but I also don't have to let it live inside my body. 
you know and so mm. that at that time I was really working on all of that stuff it mm-hmm. seems like retrograde seemed to spark then shadow work mm-hmm. pretty much it's oh like yeah prime time to, to work on thyself you know <laughs> which I feel like is why it has such a negative connotation because it can be so scary and it's just the description of shadow work like you're gonna get uncomfortable right yeah. when you're having to look at those parts of yourself and kind of as you said like rethink things um but it's good that makes sense i like that it's good yeah i mean that's when we grow right yes absolutely like i had this one time like when i like 10 years ago i want to say where pluto was aspecting my moon and like i had and it's funny because like pluto will retrograde on a point three times so like all through it i was like learning stuff with relationships because the moon is in my seventh house so like Pluto would aspect it and I would have like this hardcore relational problem that I had to work out. And then as soon as it, it left and it was done retrograding back and forth on that one point, I learned so much. It was amazing, like how different and how transformed I felt because that's what Pluto does. It transforms stuff. So like retrograde seems like it's like really bad and hard and it is at the time, but it's absolutely necessary to move forward, right? Because like- I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just think of it like that as like stuff that we need to kind of work on before we can move forward, right? So that's why it's going right. back. And it's like, oh, there it is again. There it is. But each time it gets a little easier because you know, and you like when you study astrology and you're like, oh, I can see it now. And you know, because you can see that <laughs> it's going to go back. So, so like, you think about yeah. it like how can I make this work or how can I make this less painful the next time this happens? Because this is what I'm learning right now. This is really important to my transformation and transcendence. Love that. Right. Um, so any tips that you have for people who um haven't, you know, made their natal chart yet? Like any tips into like how to get into this world of astrology and into this kind of the nitty gritty of it um so do you want to know like what like I recommend the website that that Laura said for building your Mm -hmm. chart and for getting into it I for me when I was really young and till now I still read beginning astrology books just to kind of remind myself so that I can let my intuition kick in when I'm reading a chart because like knowing all mm-hmm. of the keywords and knowing how things work is really important because like I said your over time knowing that stuff is going to help you build to seeing like all of the stuff because now I look at the world that's happening and knowing like where stuff is like I can see oh yes that's very Capricorn or that's very um Sagittarius right but like having a really firm idea of what that means will really help you to think about it in the in that way Mm -hmm. because you get like you know I don't know it's just really fascinating to see the different perspectives and how people see it and um Mm -hmm. I would look there's a woman named Molly McLeod on YouTube she does like some amazing videos on astrology and like what's happening Mm. and like so like Chiron and Mars are in Aries right now she's got a video on that Pluto and uh all of its friends are in Capricorn she's got a video on that so if you really want to see how astrology works in the bigger picture there's so Mm -hmm. many videos on YouTube about that that really starts to help you see 
the higher aspects of the planet, not just in the in like how it means in your chart, but how it's affecting the world, how we're all being affected by it, I think is a really yeah. um, good thing to see, especially when you're starting to get to know what everything means. Like just jump in. Yeah. You know, just jump I love that. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely link her then also in our show notes. Is there anything else before we wrap up that we might have missed that you would like to add? I actually have a question oh. real quick. Um, when it comes to the signs, like I know, like in my mind, I always thought of the signs as being like immature, immature, and like kind of their own evolution. But Jess, you use the term like octaves, mm-hmm. right? What can you say about like a sign? Like, say your sun sign is a is for me. Like I'm a Virgo, and you know, I look at like the descriptions and I'm like, some of that fits, some of that doesn't. Is that kind of where the octaves would come into play? Um, I guess what I mean by octaves is like, we all in us, right, have different things that we're going through and learning, right? And so like, like, let me give you an example of, let me see how I can put this. Like there, like we were talking yesterday about Virgo, right? And like how Virgo can be very service oriented, but can also be very critical. Like you're, mm-hmm. whatever you're learning, like you're going to be able to transcend some of that to be more of the service oriented side. And I feel like every sign has something like that. It's, it's, it's I guess you could say that it's like the shadow and the bright spot, right? Like we are working through the shadows mm-hmm. so that we can receive the brightness of it. And I think that, you know, we all have something that we're confronting in us, especially like, you know, with our sun sign and our moon sign and our rising sign. So we all have good and bad. We all have light and dark and we're working through all of that. Right. And I see the planets as having higher octaves too, right? Like, so Neptune, let's just take Neptune for instance, because most people will say, oh, it's where you're being deceived. But Neptune is also your connection with source, right? So like you could have a lot of lessons with having people deceive you. And that might be how Neptune is reacting to you. But what happens when you finally look past that is you start to come into oneness because all of these things were needed in order for you to get to that level. And I feel like every planet has that, right? Every is showing us where we need to look to be able to evolve that makes sense Mm -hmm. to me yeah that was my one question (laughs) yeah um I feel like Jess will definitely eventually eventually have you back on because this was so Mm -hmm. freaking awesome um and I know that we've like literally like just scratched the surface oh it's just beginning there's so much right like Mm -hmm. there's there's aspects there's planets there's signs there's houses there's it's purposely like that though and it's great and it's like you know like I said just dive in and know what you can and like if you want to have an astrology conversation to kind of solidify it because I think that's hugely important especially when you're beginning Mm -hmm. to like really understand it you know and play off of each other like you you know what it's like to be a Capricorn sun sign what does that mean to you how does that play out in you like I I really learn a lot just by noticing in myself right like when I'm when I'm in a certain space like what is in my chart that's like reflecting this back to me and like knowing like okay 
I am the self, right? As my ascendant, and I have a Pisces ascendant, which means I think really deeply about occult subjects. Like they just come to me and I'm just like totally like mm -hmm. immerse myself in them. And that is very Piscean thing to do, you know? And so like, you'll know when you start looking at your chart, and look at the keywords, but don't take that. You have the experience. You you are mm -hmm. a person with a Capricorn right. sun. How is that sun knowing all of the things and all of the keywords and all of the elements that how is that reflected in you? Right? Like look in yourself. You are number one, the expert on you. Right. But it's really cool when you start to see this stuff and then you can start to work on your shadow. Astrology is great mm -hmm. for working on the shadow because it's stuff sometimes we can't mm -hmm. see. Right. Like we don't know that Mars is conjunct our sun. And when somebody triggers us, we explode. I mean, we know that, but we don't know that. And we don't know why. And right. I feel like astrology evens the field. When you start understanding, like you don't, you couldn't control this if you wanted to. Right. But like it's. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of helps you like, how can I be better? How can I look at myself and how can I transform this stuff? Being aware of it helps. Doing the work helps. And also like looking in yourself to see like how everything is related is, is huge. And that's what makes astrology so cool because we're all curious about who we are, you know? So having this map, this is a map of you. Like, what does it say? How is that playing out? What is your emotional, what are your emotions like, you know? So you can start mm -hmm. looking in yourself and seeing how that relates to what you see in your chart. I just, I like love everything that you have to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just, I feel like you just, uh, you just express it all so well. Aww. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, we're just so lucky to have you on. Um, I'm just so grateful. Um, yeah, that we were able to, to have you on the podcast. Um, unfortunately that is about our time. Okay. So we do have to wrap up, but we're definitely going to have you back on Aww. because, oh my gosh, I'm just like, I'm pumped. Um, <laughs> yeah. about a now. <laughs> um, so, uh, anything that you'd like to plug, um, Jess, of your like socials? Yeah, I mean, or, your, or if you have you, a website or something, you can find me on Facebook. Or um, I'm gonna do a website. I'm I'm a little behind there, but I'm gonna make it happen. But um, people can email me at um, let me see, Jess J E S S Dimitro D E M I T R O at me dot com, and uh, I'm happy to answer astrology questions. There's a lot to it, and I'm. I'll do my best to give you exactly how I feel and, you know, and guide you in the right place. But let's be real. Your best is like the oh. best. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, awesome. I'll definitely uh, also add your plugs to the show notes, of course. So listeners, you can um, find it there. Um, so thank you so much. You. Uh, you've been listening to The New Witches. Uh, I'm Maria. I'm Laura. And we have we had lovely Jess on with us um, as a guest. And if you'd like to follow the podcast, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The New Witches. Um, you can also find us on Facebook under The New Witches Podcast. And um, we do also have our listener episodes uh, once a month, every 13th of the month. We hear your stories. So if you'd like to 
um, submit your story, either true crime, witchy, uh, just weird, um, paranormal, love the paranormal ones. You can do so on our website. That's thenewwitches.com or you can email it in directly, thenewwitches at gmail.com. And lastly, if you like to support the podcast, which we would be so appreciative for, you can find us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thenewwitches. Thank you so much, everybody, and stay witchy. Bye. Bye. Bye.